Welcome to Positive Rate, an Allied Pilots Association podcast. I'm Captain Sandra Mertz, the Deputy Chair of the Communications Committee. And I'm First Officer Tammy McBride, a member of the Communications Committee. This week, we're welcoming Captain Larry Cutler, the LaGuardia Chair, and Captain Jim Scanlon, the LaGuardia Vice Chair. They're here to talk about their last domicile blast and their views on solidarity. Hey, Sandra, glad to be here. Hey, thank you, Sandra and Tammy. Um, it's uh, it's great to be here, and we appreciate the opportunity to uh, expand on what I believe to be the most important quote from uh, our blast, which is the most important word in, in the language of unions is solidarity. Uh, that quote and your guidance that followed really created a good bit of buzz among the pilots. Larry, you mentioned rejecting the notion of a transactional relationship with APA and emphasize that to be successful in Section 6, members need to take a more active role. Can you tell us about your vision and how members can take that active role? Uh, yeah, you know, my, my union teeth were cut uh, as a teamster negotiator. When you look at the, the famously strong Teamsters, they're mostly representing truckers and workers who are spread far and wide across the country. And they realized then it was essential to establish a solidarity of purpose because it was really easy for their managers to divide them up. And unfortunately now we operate in a very similar environment. You know, we no longer congregate in ops. We rarely get together in person. We're spread across the country and most, most of our interaction is online. And we just have to do more. You know, who we are as a union, the solidarity as the pilots of American is stronger than anything that divides us. This camaraderie is something that management fears. When you look across the industry at our peer groups, this unity is what brought them across their finish line. And there's a quote from our former CEO, Bob Crandall. He was asked a long time ago at a meeting by one of our pilots when they would have a new contract. And if I can paraphrase his answer, it was, you'll get a new contract when it costs more to not give you one. Well, the CEOs at our PR lines have certainly realized that that time is now. And what I see is that our board of directors and national officers committees, we're all in lockstep solidarity. We need the pilots to do the same. We got to expect more of each other. We got to raise each other up and we got to ask our coworkers where their union pin is, ask if they're subscribing to the emails, to the podcasts, have they attended domicile meetings, stop events, family awareness functions. We have to consider what's best for us together as one union, long-term, more than the personal short-term gain, if we're gonna achieve our collective goal of an industry-leading CBA. And if you'd like to give even more to the shared efforts, consider volunteering. All of our pilots have a wide-ranging skill set from past experiences. It doesn't have to be a huge time commitment. You can start with a local committee in your domicile by emailing your local reps. And if you wanna commit even more time, you can visit the National Volunteer Portal under the Committees tab of the APA website. This time, being educated on the issues, engaged in the process, and asking the same of each other, most of all, is what this will take. Yeah, you're right, Larry. You know, everything we've been doing over the last few months has really been trying to rebuild trust in APA. And thank you for saying everything you said about getting people involved. I think creating that trust, that was the first step. But now we're asking pilots to take the next step and and join more actively with APA. Jim, you mentioned in your blast that we need to renew our collective commitment to safety and contract enforcement, but let's start with the safety part of that. That's always the first priority for all of us when we're flying the lines. What are some of the ways that our members can ensure that they're operating safely? I think we can all see that right now um, the system is somewhat stressed. 
as we try to continue our recovery from COVID, a lot of cuts during COVID, companies trying to uh, do things, frankly, faster and, and cheaper. The pilots are our leaders and also the last line of defense when it comes to that safety. When we feel or see ourselves being pushed, we actually need to step back and, and employ that threat error management uh, model and ensure we're operating in the green, whether we're talking about a rush for D plus zero or the implementation of AOM changes without the proper uh, training, it's on the pilots to, to step back and say, all right, I, I need to make sure I'm operating the green, take a pause, ensure there's clear communication between our fellow crew members and uh, not feel pushed to make some achieve some perceived metric i.e d plus zero at the end of the day safety is paramount and so don't feel pressured don't feel pushed simply take a deep breath and and do things right and methodically and follow our procedures jim one of the other things that you spoke about in your blast was enforcing the contract and you know we're always primarily caring about safety as pilots we're we're keeping safety as the, the number one thing that we're focused on when we're at work. But as union pilots, we need to be able to enforce the contract so that we can make sure that it has teeth uh, when we get into contract negotiations. Can you speak to that? We have a contract for a reason, and that is to preserve some semblance of a, of a quality of life and ensure that we are able to effectively go out there and do our jobs. Um, and again, in that vein of cost cutting and trying to do things faster and cheaper, we see every day the company violating our contract to the detriment of our pilots and frankly, to the detriment of the operation. And so it's important for our pilots to continually educate themselves on our contract and ensure that the company is adhering to it. That is in our collective best interests. But we have a tremendous contract compliance team who uh, not only enforce the contract, but can educate our pilots on the contract. Surely during the normal working hours, you simply call contract admin and uh, you'll get someone that can answer your contract, contract question and ensure that the company is adhering to the collective bargaining agreement. But even after hours, you can call that number and there's an answering service and you'll get a contract compliance volunteer very quickly. You have contract compliance town halls. Sign up to learn more about the contract. They'll have a focus on one specific area, whether it's reassignments or recovery obligation or, or holiday pay or you, you fill in the blanks. And then on the contract compliance committee's webpage, there's an electronic index to all of the documents and there's flow charts. When you have a little bit of, of downtime, there's resources out there that can help individual pilots continually educate themselves on our contract. And it's critically important. You know, we negotiate a contract for a reason. We have a shared interest to run a safe and reliable operation. You know, sometimes we hear this misconception that American management benefits from being at a, a cost advantage to their peers. And it just doesn't square with how investors view it. Uh, what we have is uh, uncertainty of labor agreements at American, and it actually makes us a riskier investment. You know, we reported strong earnings, and yet our stock price remained unchanged. But since Delta's announced their TA, the stock price has actually gone up. The more members that take an active role, the stronger we are. Um, we must stand shoulder to shoulder and, and demonstrate our resolve. This is the part in Section 6 where uh, management's going to use their usual bag of tricks to divide us. I mean, just look at the recent uh, pass of a standalone uh, LOA on retiree health. I mean, that was an attempt to solve a manning issue for them and pit senior versus junior pilot. 
if, you know, if they want a provision like that, they can negotiate it as part of an AIP inside a comprehensive CBA, which is the board's position. We're not interested in the piecemealing at this point. It's far too long in the process, and we're due for a, a comprehensive agreement. Have your ears and your eyes wide open, because there's going to come as a point soon, possibly, where management's going to attempt to publicly negotiate with the pilots. That's a ploy to divide us, and it won't be stood for. You know, make a commitment of yourself and expect your fellow pilots to stay unified against these efforts. They're just coercive efforts to try to divide us. We have a singular goal. It's just getting the industry-leading contract that our membership deserves and demands. And the one term I, I despise here and more than anything else, and I know Jim feels it the same as me on this is when we hear the union as if it's something separate you know we we together we are the union that's the only way we get this done we have to act that way to achieve the cba that we deserve because we've earned it with our skill our experience our dedication our professionalism and and we're worth it frankly all of us here have spent countless hours to earn the careers we have and we just want the company to come to the table and show us the respect we've earned with quality of life improvements, financial improvements. And it's clear that we have the support of the board with you guys coming out today to talk to us. And we really appreciate it. For everybody listening, we'll provide information on ways each of us can participate actively in the union in today's episode notes. Thanks for tuning in to Positive Rate, an Allied Pilots Association podcast. 